Hey guys, this is Coach Ben, and you are listening to The, the Bench Cast. And we're here with our guest, Shawnee Fagan. And kind of want, well, first let's get a little bit of background on you, Shawnee. Um, when did we meet? Like three years ago or something? Uh, Had to be at least three years yes, ago. Yes, at least three. And, um,. You know, we started training together. I actually came back to the gym. Um, I was away at school. Came back. Whole new crew. All new faces. You were one of them. I think that's how we met. Um, you, Big Poppy was around then. Um, who, Wagon, Volkswagen, all people we know. And uh, you were a lightweight guy. You were one of the 165, I think, at the time. You were competing yeah, 165. Yeah. I'm even lighter now because... What, 148? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a little guy. I've been from, a myself. I, I went from wearing months. a large t-shirt to, to wearing a medium now. Shmedium. So so you went from little large to little medium. Now. Yeah, I'm just a little guy now completely. <laughs> so I have to accept the fact that I can almost buy clothes at, at Kids R Us. So. <laughs> How long have you been competing? Um, I would, you I, started around that time, right? Yeah I, yeah, I started around that time. I was... At, at a regular commercial gym and, you know, doing deadlifts and well, trying to do deadlifts, trying to squat and trying to bench because those are the f my favorite, you know, yeah. favorite three lifts. And then yeah. going heavy all the time, um, people are like, well, why don't you just, you know, compete? Get into powerlifting. Yeah, get into powerlifting. So kind why the hell are you... Natural progression. Yeah, why are you trashing your body and, and not competing? I, you know what I mean? Get something out of it. Yeah, you, yeah. Did you play any sports? Uh, yeah, I wrestled. Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up, and then um, at some point in middle school, I stopped doing everything, and I just continued wrestling. So I wrestled from 8 years old to 18, um, and then I went straight to work into the union after uh, high school, so I didn't have any college wrestling or anything like that. But I, I wrestled pretty much all year round. And how old are you now? <sighs> 30, 34, I think. 34? <laughs> Yeah, 34. So, 34. what, you had a period about 18 to, what, did you pick it up again, 30? Um, like from, from 18 to, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really ever weight train with uh, with high school or anything like that. It was just everything that you would do in wrestling, you know, basically all body weight stuff because you're competing, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and... You know, after high school, I really didn't have anything to do because I was, you know, preoccupied with with going out and partying and, and making money at work. Uh, and then I got into uh, jujitsu and MMA and stuff like that. Um, something I'd like to do. Because the like you you know, if you're a wrestler, jujitsu transfers over a lot, but you have to learn to to wait for it. Because in wrestling, it's all yeah. go go go, and jujitsu, it's wait for it, wait for it, and then go. Yeah. Um, wait for a dude to make a move. Yeah, pretty. It's just like chess. Work off that. Yeah, yeah. it's like chess. Um, but um, I don't know. I just I had a little break. Started going. Yeah, like well, fitness or something. Yeah, when I, when I stopped, I didn't like. I stopped like liking getting punched in the face. So once <laughs> once I realized getting punched in the face wasn't for me anymore, um, I started weightlifting just to try to stay in shape and. Um, I, it just progressed, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of you became like, a real accomplished one sixty five lifter. You uh, uh, what? You broke top ten, right? Uh, yeah, I broke top ten in wraps. Broke top uh, top ten in the national rankings. Yeah, that's pretty impressive itself. Uh, top ten lifter one sixty five. Did you ever compete one eighty one? No, but I definitely could have because well, yeah, you walked around like two. Yeah, you know, no, you I hit I hit crazy a, weight cuts. Yeah, I hit a hundred hundred ninety four. The biggest weight cut it, it was one ninety four down to one sixty five, and it was the, it was a very learn, it was a learning experience because I'll never do that again. Yeah, you know, that's a big ass yeah, cut. We'll get into that. Um, those big ass weight cuts. We actually did a meet together. We were both cutting weight for that, but uh, that was that. That was that. Yeah, meet. that was that. Yeah, I definitely want to touch on that because you were uh, you were shrunken in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough weight cut, for both of us that that meet. But uh, you could pee at the army what twice. In the XPC finals, uh, yeah, yeah, twice. And uh, your top ten—that's that's a real impressive accomplishment. Not many people get to that level. What was your best lift? Um, I mean, you're pretty well rounded, I'd say. I, mean, uh, I hit a pretty well versed in each one. The 
on at one sixty five he had a five seventy five deadlift, um, a three fifty five bench, and I think a five twenty or a five twenty five squat. Um, I can't remember. Pretty well rounded. There's not like anything that jumps out like this is your lift. Um, I think you're pretty good at all. I mean, I know you like deadlifting. You had that. What do we have? Tacos and deadlifts going on. Yeah, burritos. Yeah, I think. Yeah, some, Taco Tuesday. Somebody fed me a taco while I was actually deadlifting at one point. You know, I we just having, be, having got, fun. That's the video we should have. <laughs> <laughs> that's living the best life. You, uh, oh, you know, there's a clip. You did. Um, we gotta put this clip in. It's gotta go in. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, you oh. Did the Mark Bell contest. Yeah. <laughs> what was that contest about? Um, it was using the slingshot and how you use it, and uh, you would win a pair of like free elbow sleeves or knee sleeves or yeah. something like that. But I uh, and you rocked the you rocked. The I rocked world. a mankini, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. a giraffe print mankini. Shawnee uh, just casually benching one day with his balls swinging around. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. It's all on video. It and gets it gets good when you see me see me arch a little bit. It was only one thirty five. I think oh, was on yeah. the bar. So I filmed that. I filmed that that day, and um, you said you wanted to do this contest, and you had the whole thing in your head already. And then so I filmed your top up, so you can only see from like your chest up, just your face. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about um, the slingshot, how you like using that in training. And then you're kind of talking about how you're going to use it, and then you jump on the bench, and then I start coming down with the camera, and then he just sees more naked, more naked, yeah, I, and I, he's like full naked. I the ordered. Just I, ordered <laughs> I ordered the wrong singlet, is what I said. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, I think I ordered the wrong one, and then we kind of zoomed in on him. Yeah, that's how it went. But uh, that was great. Did you win anything? Yeah, I got a uh, free free pair of uh, the strong elbow sleeves. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Had to win something with that. Yeah. We got to yeah. get that clip. Someone get that clip. I was put that clip in. There's your minute. There's your minute <laughs> preview of this podcast. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, we had the Taco Tuesday thing going on. You were like a real avid, uh, like Mexican eatery type dude. Yeah. El Paso's yeah. right El Paso near is down a block from my house, and they have a breakfast burrito that is pretty much. You can't compare it to anywhere else where I've ever been. But, uh, yeah, that, their pork, everything there is good. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, lifting with you one morning. I usually I'll go grab you. We hit El Paso. First time trying that breakfast burrito. I remember eating that sucker. And then I was like, I don't know how the hell he lifts after <laughs> eating these burritos. Because, like, I was in the bathroom. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if I got to lifting, but I was in the bathroom. I don't know how you did it. You did it like every time. That was like your fuel. I had a I had a different appetite uh, when I was at one sixty five. I uh, you ate just eat, everything. I ate anything and did whatever I want with my diet and didn't really. Uh, it was crazy. Didn't really care about what I was putting in my body. Just had the iron gut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I could put anything in there and it wouldn't have caused me any problems. And then uh, like even I'd walk over to White Castle sometimes and then come back with White Castles. We, oh yeah, that's yeah. when I first saw White Castle. We uh, had a pre deadlift White Castle party. We bought a crepe case, and that was the worst deadlift session I've ever had in my life. I it's no not. How it's not really it. for everybody. No, it's <laughs> so, not for anyone. Um, I couldn't eat like that now, though. I, I, I cleaned up my diet because it just uh, too much weight. You know, when you're, I'm only five oh, foot yeah. five, so when you have a 190 pounds or even you know above 180, I just felt I couldn't move. My mobility was terrible. Oh, yeah. No, I remember uh, some stretching sessions that we did, and uh, you were definitely in my top five tightest dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Not to make that weird. Like, <laughs> well, you know, money, talk, money talks. Top, money yeah, talks. You know, so we can discuss that later. Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were uh, you were pretty immobile. And I, I, I want to tell a story again. Usually every bench cast somehow comes up, or, or I bring it up in conversation with someone, but... You uh, you came over to me once. I was benching, and then uh, you were like, "Hey, can I get a spot?" So I'm thinking you're around the corner. So I'm, so I'm like, "All right, he's he's probably asking because he's squatting or whatever." And I go around, and then you have the bar set up ready to overhead, and I'm like, "What the hell does he mean spot?" I'm like, "How do I spot an overhead?" And then you take the bar out, and then you just you turned it into a bench press in the air, like you just contorted your body. That's my move. Your belly vertical was bench in the press. Air. Yeah, your belly was in the air, and you were, like, ready to fall over. I was like, I, I think we're good here. I think you should put it down. 
<laughs> yeah, my, that was the only time you overheaded, really. I yeah, no, that's probably the last time I overheaded because my mobility was so terrible that I couldn't even I couldn't even get the bar above my head. It was it was basically lean back, kind of like this, and hopefully I didn't fall over backwards and die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I gave up on that. That's not really. Uh, I didn't see that in my future. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I remember actually meeting you way back when, like seven, eight years ago. Oh, uh, that's probably not a good. Yeah, uh, that's probably not good. <laughs> that long ago? Yeah, I didn't even know him then. It was in the gym. I remember, but he was deadlifting, and I asked him like how he got his deadlift up. He's like, I don't know. I just come to the gym and lift. You, that's probably. Yeah, just didn't have had, any programming or anything. No, nothing. Yeah. I had no idea about what. What goes on with programming or central nervous system or warming up? Nothing. Like every time lift. I just saw I just in started gym. throwing plates on and that's yep. it. And um, it was just uh, I was trying to max out. All, I was maxing out all the time because well, when you're I guess ego lifting. Yeah, you know what uh, I mean. You know, you got to do something. Started off that way. Yeah, you got to satisfy your ego. I never and, saw you under four plates on the deadlift at the gym. Like ever. That's right. I just yeah. I throw four <laughs> plates on a fucking start. Here we go. Um, but yeah, no, like it. Once I got educated about powerlifting and um, you know do some reading and just seeing what all the people are doing, um, and the fact that I'm a lot I'm older now, it, it's uh, you got to take care of your body. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the longevity is huge. Yeah, if you want to continue competing in the sport or even just doing everyday things. You, you you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, you know it's it sucks when you're uh, get up out of a chair or get up off the couch or get out of bed and, and you got the old and you're going oh fuck <laughs> you know it's it's not um it's not going to be good in another ten years everything's just yeah. going to get worse yeah it's not going to get but better there's uh there's, there's so much information on the internet um and availability and uh, I, I guess the strength sports are, are a lot more common now when it comes to physical therapy and with people who are in a chiropractor especially with CrossFit I think the physical therapy in, industry is uh, it's always one in the CrossFit I always see PTs and CrossFits yeah yeah so uh, it's like a connection it's very um, there's a lot of information out there yeah you is that I mean? how you would um, would you say that was your main source of information you did a lot of online research kind of learned a lot um, what was your biggest, um, so when you started getting like structured programming and stuff, what are like some of your biggest takeaways and things you learned that you have to do different? And like, where did you get a lot of information from too? Um, the information I got was from, uh, it, this might sound stupid, but it, it was from other, other lifters, but these, it's not somebody from, it's not, it, it's not from, it's not from a commercial gym lifter. And I'm not saying that, you know, commercial gym lifters are retarded. But there's a lot of <laughs> there's um I well I was a retard in the commercial gym. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of bro science and there's a lot of like I said ego. So everyone thinks they know is what they know is best. Um, so and you just learned from other lifters asking them all the um, time meets stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, that um, I've gone to a few seminars mm-hmm. um, for technique with um, well I can't remember his name right now. Um, uh, no, we had a lot. Stan Effering has come to our gym. Um, I never met never met Stan. Um, uh, there was a lot. I mean, uh, Vinny Dezenzo came down. Yeah, um, from Vinny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I learned some bench cues from him. And it one little thing could could take your lift another another pound. Oh, yeah, that's you know what I mean? Thing. Um, thing. And it's just the accumulation of everything over over the years. It's it's very hard to pinpoint uh, the information. So you just learned from a lot of different sources. It wasn't like one main thing. You just learned from a lot of lifters, seminars. Well, yeah, and then you, you also learn what not to do. And the stuff I was doing before I actually had programming was not... Was, you pretty much figured out what you don't do first. Yeah, I've done that in my, I've done that a lot in my life. I figure out, you know, I know what not to do anymore. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> now you're optimizing what you should do. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, and um, one thing I've been doing more of that I need to continue to do is mobility work because uh, I'm just my body just gets trashed sometimes you know what I mean you, mm-hmm. you're trying to you're putting all this amount of weight and physical stress on your body plus along with work yeah know? and I wanted to delve into that which is like what do you do for work because I know you got I'm a, a hectic schedule I'm right a, now doing a lot I'm a local one labor. union elevator constructor so um, I've been doing that since I got out of high school since I was 18 so um that's about 16 years I've been doing it. Um, 
and you know it's stressful and mentally and physical and there's, there's different aspects of it there's construction uh maintenance repair modernization um and this past just about this past year i was in construction again and um you know, you're, I was working 12-hour days with a two-hour commute and then still training at night. Yeah, um, I remember it was wild. Yeah, yeah. so, and it beats the crap out of you because, you, you know, you're swinging lump hammers all day. You know, you're dragging, you know, dragging elevator rails or, uh, well, mainly the helpers do that. But um, it's it's stressful, you know, and you basically get home. You have, like, no time to train and you have to get in bed because sleep is optimal. You know, if, if oh, you're yeah, running no on, choice, you gotta if you're running on four and a half hours asleep with with um that that type of work and then training you're not getting you're not getting the full amount of benefits yeah exactly so it beats the crap out of you now we had um king leo on he was talking about having a manual labor job and lifting too now you think that helps you as well because you're also physical or do you think it actually takes away because you're doing a lot of hours so what what do you take on that um I think there's a lot of variables when it comes to that. Um, like what I think it helps you it. with your, even though I did have hand surgery because I couldn't feel, uh, I carpal tunnel in my left hand mm-hmm. and I still have it in my right, but it doesn't ball my right. Um, whatever ailment you might have in in your the uh, your labor industry, yeah, and then you lift, it's going to get magnified if you don't take care of it. Um, That's a good way to look at it. You know, uh, but there's always preventative maintenance on your body so if, if you're if you can find the time or you have to make you have to make time for it, um to you know see the doctors you, you have a job you have benefits there's no point in not seeing a doctor you know what i mean to mm-hmm. to, to have, get a checkup and you're gonna know your own body so when i started dropping nuts and bolts out of my hand you know that are you know an inch and an eighth big that's a it's a big that's a big nut you know, you shouldn't be just dropping it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, and I was getting shooting pains in my hands, and I said, you know, it's time to go. Yeah, that's so good. Um, with physical labor, your grip strength is going to be, you shouldn't have, for me, I don't, I shouldn't have to do any uh, grip strengthening exercises at all, period, because mm-hmm. of my job. Yeah. You know, if you're holding on to a hammer all day, and you're wrenching, or using impact guns, or picking up heavy material, your hands are getting stronger and stronger. But they, they also get abused because I was waking up and my hands were crunched in like this, mm-hmm. basically like crippled, having to run water over them in the morning to get them to move, you know, every morning. And then that's kind of like a telltale sign you need to go see a doctor. Yeah. You know. So do you think you would have been better off not having had a job like that? Or do you think you were good because of you having a job like that? Um, uh, I love my job. You know what I mean? And some days are, are good or bad. It makes me feel mentally good when I when I build something and put something together. You feel accomplished. Yeah. You know. Um, but in terms of lifting and, and having a manual labor job, do you think, I think for it, a lifter it would be beneficial not to or to have? Or does it really depend? Uh, if you're on your feet all day moving around, I think it's more beneficial than sitting down yeah. at a desk. Um, that's for sure. I, I agree with that one. You know. Um, sitting down is the worst thing. But you have to have... You have to have a certain mentality to be able to do uh, construction and and lift and power lift, um, because you're you're you on a construction site. You're dealing with a lot of different people all the time, and um, you know if you're not if you're a mechanic, you have to you have to deal with helpers, and you have to if you're on a construction site and you have apprentices there or helpers, whatever you want to call them, they don't always make your life easier. <laughs> so you know, sometimes you you might fly off the handle and, and have to deal with that and whatever problems happen. Yeah. But uh, it's just like any other job, you know. You 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 have a coworker that sucks, yeah. And you have to and you have to you have to make up and, for their you, like lack, you know, and you have to you yeah. have to work with the guy, <laughs> you know. Sucks. So <laughs> I'm looking at uh, him. <laughs> um, I would think that it helped me because uh, in, you know, in construction, you're you're picking up raw you know you're picking up shit raw sometimes yeah you know you have to go do this go move this go that and you're just like okay that's what i feel it's what i'm getting paid for and you're forcing your body to do it on the other end of that me personally my central nervous system was like shot when i got home and then trying to ramp it back up again 
that's that'd yeah. be tough. You know, it's yeah. you, I you know, I felt like I wanted to die sometimes just yeah. because I was just so fatigued, and you're just like, can't um, move. You don't want to live. Had, but uh, having the mindset of just is just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, and then. You, if you're thinking logically, you're going to know when to cut it off and just not force it. Because mm-hmm. I started training in my parents' garage. Cause I don't. I don't have a garage. Mm-hmm. Um, my my father and my mother is not going to be able to pick this barbell off my chest or or uh, pick it up off me if it crushes me into the ground. I've, you know, kind of had yeah. that had that happen once, <laughs> or tw- <laughs> once or twice. You know, I'm not going to be that guy screaming on a video. Ma, help me, help me! I'd rather, just, I'd probably rather just hey, die. Good video, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I I know a lot of dudes that come from construction. It seems like most powerlifters do come from some type of manual labor background, uh, and it does take some kind of special willpower because you're just exhausted. And just getting yourself to go to gym, do something as intense as putting all that weight on your back and just crushing yourself again uh, takes a special kind of drive and willpower. You Not can tell there's just that. like a different mindset when like someone who has a manual labor job goes to a max effort lift versus like someone who's like been sitting down all day. It's like there's an yeah. intensity there. It's like not there when someone just sits down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone has a different mindset and yeah. what, what they're trying to accomplish. And uh, I feel competing with yourself is, is the best best way to look at powerlifting. Um, I know other other guys that you know, they're um, elite of elite lifters mm-hmm. and I, I don't see them being being uh, dicks to other lifters that are, are around the same category. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's like uh, uh, powerlifting is a it's a very competitive sport but I, for me I compete against my own numbers. Yes would I like to be number one one day? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, but it's going to take time. The shit's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You know what I mean? And um a lot of the a lot of the elite lifters now they they've been doing this for years and years. Yeah, which are like 20 plus in some cases. Yeah. So, you know, 20 plus. I was 14. You know, when I was 14, I didn't think I wasn't thinking about lifting weights or anything. I was Yeah. Not going to say <laughs> what I was not going to say what I was thinking about. <laughs> but um yeah, and I and I could tell you're someone who really loves the sport. I mean, you reach out to a lot of people, and you seem to uh, you know always enjoy being at a meet. Um, and your now wife, she's a, a high level competitive lifter yeah, as well. Yeah. So I I looked at uh, the PT. You know, was talking me how asked me how many meets I did because I've been seeing a PT lately because my my back is just jacked up because it's just this, um, and. He's like, how many meets of it? And I'm like, I, you know, I, I don't really know. I think maybe nine or ten, maybe more. You lose track after. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not worried about the meets I did in the past. I'm worried about the next one coming up. Um, we should get to that also about the last meet I just did. Um, <laughs> so I looked up my how many comps my wife's done, and she's done forty comps. Forty. Wow. Did she know that? No, <laughs> no, that's a lot. I'm, you know, I looked looked it up. And it, How long she been competing? Off. Uh, and how'd you guys meet? What is there like a, a secret lifting Tinder out there or something online? No, no, Because <laughs> no. she's super high level. You're a real high level competitor. I have to. I have to try to compare myself to her. <laughs> like, I'm like in. She could kick your ass, probably. <laughs> like, yeah, did yeah. you do a Wilkes versus Wilkes type? Uh, her Wilkes is yeah. Her Wilkes is higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, her works is higher at a lower weight class. Uh, so, um, we we met through um, her cousin on on Facebook. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, a mutual connection thing. I uh, it was some some post about something. I commented on something, and then um, her cousin said, uh, "You know, this is this is my cousin that powerless." And that's right around the time when I was thinking about getting involved into it, and then we became friends on Facebook. Um, and, you know, as time went by, um, one day we just started talking. You know what I mean? And that's uh, how it goes. Here I am, married and. Yeah. yeah well, that was still within, in the shadow of my wife. Right? In the shadow of my wife, of my wife's <laughs> lifting career. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe you'll so. break free eventually. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think she's, she's gonna let that happen. I mean, that's gonna be over my head for my rest of my life. How long has she been lifting for then? If she did forty um, meets, 
She competes often. She just... She does do a lot of meets. She's just a... a she's a savage like that. I don't, I don't know. I can't... Uh, and yeah. I've, uh, I've met her a few times, and her training seems really intense. Uh, she'll do, like, all three lifts in a session. Yeah, and yeah. That's, like, um, regular. Well, I now have the same coach um, as my wife. Um, so... Uh, when he first programmed me, um, you know, because I, you know, explained to him my lifting, what I've been doing, and stuff like that. He first programmed me, and I'm like, screenshotted the program to my wife. I'm like, he's trying to kill me. Like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> you know? Um, what was it? Was it like a lot of frequency? Like, what? What threw you off? The amount, the amount of, the amount of volume, the amount of, uh, of squat, the main squat, bench, then your, your, uh, your deadlifting, and then squat bench. Can you and give I us, do, like, I, a typical rundown of what you do and what she would do, like, what you would do in a session? Her pro, no, crazy. her program is a lot... Her program is more advanced than mine, because, yeah, yeah. uh... Um... I guess when you, the more experienced you are, the... The well, uh, you got to keep going up. And the volume got to keep going up, but you're not going to be getting... Uh, if you're a 10-year athlete, uh, and you, you're not going to see a, a 30-something pound PR... Oh, from yeah, no. from program, you know, earlier, that, yeah, yeah, earlier, yeah. So you're trying to get just very small PRs. Yeah, you know what I mean? when you're, sometimes you don't even PR. It's not going to happen every meet. You know? Yeah, no, it's not going to happen every meet. Um, and when you're um, a beginner or novice lifter, you're going to see you you're going to see big PRs, especially oh, yeah. you know because you're you're finally getting programmed properly. And your numbers are just going to start shooting up, shooting up, shooting up, and then you're going to hit a dead. You, you know, you'll hit a dead spot, um, just because of your body and life in general. You mean yeah. your body's not going to want to constantly keep growing. Your body's going to want to stay in like a homeostasis and preserve itself for for longevity. But mm-hmm. preserve, you can't really sit around and do nothing to preserve yourself. It only gets more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. So, um, uh. What were we talking about? A a lot of frequency. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you guys? Where am I? Is the camera uh, on? Yeah. Hello? We just talk about like if you could run down kind of what the program Um, looks like now that you're doing. Um, Obviously, hers is a little bit different, but you're doing a lot of frequency, I imagine. How how much weekly squat bench deadlift? So I'll pull it up right now. We'll do like times weekly. Okay. So... Right now, I just started week two, and I had I went and did a meet in Maryland um, mm-hmm. uh, for shits and giggles, and I kind of rushed into it, and I just wanted to break, uh, you know, I wanted to break by uh, my, my bench, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I went up bombing out of the meet, you know what I mean? On bench or what? Yeah, First well, I hit my opener squat, then I okay. failed my second attempt squat, and then I passed on the third, and then I went to went to bench, um, I. Uh, couldn't get the uh, bench command when I unracked it, um, so you know I had to re-rack and then unracked it again. Why couldn't you get it? Um, the ref said that oh I was shaking. You weren't locked out I, or controlled. I was shaking, so okay. I guess it wasn't controlled. controlled. Uh-huh. And then you know I took it out again, and then had to re-rack it, and they just felt it wasn't unsafe for me to do. Okay. It, they felt it was unsafe for me to do it, so okay. I said okay. Um, and then. Um, the next bench, I said, screw it. So I'll just, I'll break the record by a chip. And, uh, um, it was 145.5. And since it's a national record for USPA, uh, raps division, mm-hmm. uh, they had to bring in a, a national ref to change as the head judge. So, um, uh, that, that ref gave me the bench command, came up and it just I just died out after it came off my chest and then same weight next uh, one and then I just completely died and shit the bed so I yeah. missed all my benches I understand the logic that went into it though I mean, you went there to hit your bench thing and yeah you know it is what it is and you know I just you know I walked away from it saying oh well you know I yeah. gave it my best it is what it is and yeah. that's it and the meat prior to that I went nine for nine had a great great meat yeah. so I mean, you never know so um, but with uh, my program right now, so I'm going to be doing, I'm on week two now. So I got about 10 or 11 weeks before um, IPL Worlds. That's if, if everything goes smoothly in the next few weeks and I recover with, with my back and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm doing a, like day one's high bar squat, uh, then bench press, touch and go, 
and then bent over rows, and then it's four by eight, four by eight, four by twelve. You know, day two would be uh, deadlift, and um, either close grip bench or incline bench, and then one arm rows. Day three would be high bar squat, good morning, and then day four is deficits, pause bench, you know, barbell curls. Um, everything for the rep scheme is like four by twelves, four by twelves, four by eight. You know, three by fifteen, four by five. Um, the you know four by five is the pause bench, and that three by fifteen is the, the accessory stuff, the barbell curls. Um, you know, and it progresses as you know. Um, this is set up as reps in reserve. Okay. You know, and it progresses on the weight. Wait, with that, if I fail it, the weight doesn't change. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I fail it miserably, the you know I'll take the the, the weight will get dropped back, and then we start going, progressing from there. Um, since my back's been bothering me, we're going to do like, uh, I'm, I'm going to squat to where my pain threshold might be at like a three with the weight, which I still have to figure out. Um, and then, and then go from there instead of having my pain threshold at like a six or seven while, while lifting, that's, it's just going to cause more, more damage. You know what I mean? So, you know, but, uh, I give my updates every week. And then it gets updated, and we have a conversation about, uh, you know, through through uh, email about what's going on with me and what we can probably adapt. Or, and I just throw ideas out. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I've changed, I've changed a lot on how I uh, how I lift uh, since I've been work since I've been working with uh, with Joey. So uh, it's you know, and plus I had hand surgery. Yeah. So I couldn't even hold the bar. I had I was doing pinky under the bar because my shoulder mobility was terrible. I couldn't get on there, and it was low bar. And now I'm doing high bar. And instead of having my pinkies under the bar out here, I'm here, like, and my yeah. you know super tight. Very different. Yeah, very different. Um, and I went from the an Addy Power heel height, which I think is seventy point seven five or something like that. Something uh, like that. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, like that. I went down to the you know the power lift with. Which I think is around. Is it half or a quarter? Sixty. I think it's a little less. Yeah. yeah, it's a little less. It's 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 between the flat and you know yeah, the, and like the high heel, heel. Um, because I was kept on. I kept on getting pushed over, pushed over. Plus my core. That has to do with my core also. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have a strong core, you're less likely to get you get pushed over, and you can push back. That's everything. And we've incorporated a lot of. Uh, well, at, at one point, it was t- tons of front squats. It's, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bet, um, yeah, no, it's just terrible. I you you like brought up a it. good point. Like things, things definitely change over time. Like, so when I start working with someone, you know, they'll send me a questionnaire, and I, I get a little more background on them, and I'll adjust programming based off that. But not a ton's changing at first, and then as you go on, it's crazy. Like a six month period, how much things change for a specific person. It's like I'm sure. You know, since you started with your coach, I relate it. It's almost football season, so I relate it like a good QB getting used to his new wide receiver. You know what I mean? The more they're together, uh, the better they're going to become together. But you got to spend that time running routes, doing all that, making adjustments. So I'm sure, like, from when you started with your coach, now you made a lot of adjustments. You guys are more comfortable together. He understands you more. You know, you understand where he's coming from. Um, right when you say that relationship's kind of grown as well. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just uh, just online, and you know, um, I went to to uh, to Bali to um, his his uh, cousin's wedding. Oh, you know, awesome. so you know, um, so I got to meet him in person there because I haven't met him before. Um, but yeah, no, your relationship grows with your coach um, if you have a good coach, and you're not a, you're not a scumbag. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you can't can't tell your coach this is what I'm doing this is what I'm doing this is what I'm doing all the time you know there comes a time place when you're like I can't do this right now so we need to switch something off because this is just mm-hmm. it's murdering me or this isn't working out you have to have an open line of communication the communication yeah key. that's with any relationship you need an open line of communication and you should have honesty in there because um, if if you're not doing what the program prescribes and then you're telling your coach you're doing it one you're you're only hurting yourself and He's wasting his time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're wasting your money. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, from from beginning till now, um, 
uh, yeah, little things over time with training differences is what's gonna is what's made me become a better lifter. I feel like I'm a better lifter. I've lost a lot of weight. Um, I feel I feel better at this weight too. I've had a lot of a lot of things changed in uh, the past year and a half in my life. So um, yeah. With that being said, it's just uh, there's a progression over time. You know, yeah, if you, if, you take time. if you made a timeline of when you first started lifting to now, and you had a list of all your cues, what you thought then to what you're doing now, it's going to be like night. It'll be night. Yeah, night it's day. Ain't it? yeah like even now, day. like I'll look at myself in two years and be like, "What the hell was I doing?" I look and at you like, from last year. It's just yeah. I mean, just even last year, I'm like, "Wow, I should have maybe done this differently, that differently." It's just you even you know now you're going to be calling yourself a dummy. Two years from now, you'll be well, calling yeah. yourself a dummy. Yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little retarded. Uh, so I, I want to uh, jump into that meet that we were mentioning. We made that huge weight cut. So that was uh, Christmas Carnage RPS. Was I was just December, wearing that shirt yesterday. Yeah, that was December 2016. And, um, man, I remember that meet. I was cutting. I cut 27 pounds. You did, like, 30, something like that. And Yeah, I went from uh, kind of rough shape. Uh, my top weight was, I think it was 194. And then I went down, I hit like 164 point something for that meet. Yeah, I remember uh, walking into the venue for the first time to weigh in. Luckily, I hit it uh, on the dot. I dropped my spit cup. I was spitting the whole ride to Pennsylvania three hours. I dropped my spit cup all over the car. So I was right prior to that. Walk right in. I see you come in. I mean, wait, you come in. Your face is all shrunken. You're looking like... You Skeletor. Yeah, you don't <laughs> know like what you You literally look like... <laughs> yeah. You look like you're up for three days yeah. in, some, in some crack house. Yes. You know what I mean? You look you look awful. You look completely emaciated because you are. You don't know. You, know? Like, you look like a totally different person um, is how you look when you lose 30 pounds like that. And we're talking, what, two-week period almost like that. Oh, uh, yeah. You start... Well, I did the, did the water... The water loading you started two weeks out. Um, you know, water loading, sodium loading. So let's just jump into it. How how do you go about losing your thirty pounds? How did you go about doing that? <laughs> I did everything. <laughs> I did everything I could. Um, like, what's the process through nutrition, and then you're cutting your water out, and what's that process like for you? And when do you start um, that? For that one, for that one, I I just started eating pretty much uh, all protein. Cut out all carbs. And just constantly drinking water and, and, and adding sodium. Um, what I did was I, I figured out how much sodium I intake on my regular diet and what I was eating because I was eating whatever I wanted then. Um, and so say I was say I normally took in four grams of salt a day from from I would add five grams on top of that. And then when I started cutting out cutting out the food that I got that that other four grams from, I'd start adding it in. Yeah. So you keep the same sodium level, mm-hmm. and um, regulate when you start tricking your your body starts tricking you start tricking your body to retain more water, and then once you cut that salt out and you start lowering that water, that's when the I can't remember the name of the hormone. The hormone in the body says, "Well, you have way too much water going on. You know what's going on?" So yeah. you just start pissing it out, sweating it out. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, um, sauna suit and sauna suit in a sauna. Which uh, I don't do anymore. Um, is it, it takes a it takes a lot out of you. It's very it rough. It's very sounds absolutely it's, miserable. It's, uh, that's not even the worst part yet. Um, it gets very mentally demanding. Um, and if oh, you yeah, can't if you can't fight through that that mental part, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna make weight. Some of the worst experiences. Yeah. And then um, so I did that. And um, when I couldn't handle that anymore, I started sitting in a hot tub at a commercial gym. Um, and then. Uh, <laughs> After that, uh, put the sauna suit back on and the car ride there. And uh, the last effort, I did hot baths. And I got in the hot bath and the weight started coming off again. Um, this was over, I think, like a, I'm going to have to say, between 30, 24 and 36 hour period is when I dropped all the weight. Um, it was miserable. I don't suggest it to anyone because it was terrible. Um, but yeah, that's how I did that. And then um, I still had a meat PR and everything, but it was very small meat PRs. The numbers I was hitting in the gym were completely, yeah, completely better than the numbers I hit in comp. And it just showed me that I can't, I personally can't do that and have a successful meet. It's and tough. it was it was miserable for me and my wife and everybody around me because you, uh, when I 
cut that much weight. I became uh, irrational, um, irritated, angry. Yeah, you get very irritated, um, very quick. hungry. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, and then the closest person to you, you know, which was my wife, uh, whoever else is there, and you're just a complete asshole. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, My process, usually two weeks out, you know, like you said, regulating water, sodium, and then slowly as the week goes on, my thing is I'll I'll cut out the sodium, water slowly, and then uh, I'm really only eating no carbs. uh, It's just steak and onions pretty much for me because that's what I enjoy. And then, I could tell. You know, as you get <laughs> as you get closer to meat, like you said, within that like 24, 36 hour period, that's when uh, you know you've already lost a good amount by then, just from your sodium manipulation, your water, because you're you're stopping yourself from retaining water, and now you got to actually sweat the rest out. Yeah, so that's when you yep when you hit the sauna and whatnot, and that is some mental toughness. Uh, that is really tough. If anyone wants to see that protocol, I do have that. Um, Available. So if you want to reach out, email, uh, I can send it to you. But I don't recommend <laughs> cutting that yeah. amount of weight yeah. uh, unless you're very seasoned, know what you're doing. There's no string, no strings attached. Yeah, what a loaded protocol. That is um, uh, not something you want to just do to do. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very mentally draining. And like you said, everyone around you is take because you you can't like you can tell yourself to be nice, but you're not going to be nice. To yeah, people. you might you might. You're like, it's like if you got too out. drunk and. Uh, you said something you shouldn't have said. Um, that's kind of exactly how it is when you're cutting weight or if you're yeah, you dieting feel hard. Like dying. Like you just want to drink anything. Mm-hmm. I want to drink a shampoo bottle. I look, at, <laughs> I look at the shampoo and I was like, I can get away with it. Well, that's the worst. That's that's the worst when you when you go to the store to get all the stuff you need for the meat. Um, you know, whatever you hydrate with or whatever you like to eat, snack on, and you're buying it at the store and you're still cutting weight and, and you're like. Oh, when Fuck. you're at the store buying stuff, oh, yeah. you gotta buy that way yeah. early. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't do the sauna anymore. What I, uh, I just do all hot baths, and um, I still add soda. And I drink a lot of water now, anyway. Um, so uh, it's just been easier doing the hot baths. Plus, you're 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 comfortable in in your either house or your hotel room, and you're not around all these. Dirty old, naked, sweaty men. That's yeah, true. <laughs> um, there was a guy that came in last cut. Uh, he had perfume on. Yeah, oh, some dude with soda? perfume, and he just totally ruined. I had to leave. Luckily, I was right where I needed to be, but I had to leave. Was I was going to throw. Was up. it brute or old spice? It was. I don't know what he had on, but it was a. Combo if you had perfume B-O. on, do you, what type it was of soda were you wearing? Perfume. I don't know. This dude. I don't know. I guess that was the wrong one. He caught me. You were in the wrong gym. That was one of my top five tightest dudes. <laughs> Did you sneak into curves? <laughs> I, I don't know where I was. Listen, I cut weight. <laughs> so since we're probably going to get a question about this, what do you think is a reasonable weight to cut? Because obviously, you know, 25, 30 uh, pounds seems ridiculous. Uh, I think if you're not, if you've never done a weight cut, you shouldn't do you shouldn't do weight cut for your first meet or two. Um, Not worked unless you yeah no qualifying unless if you're something. unless if you're some type of freak that just walks into the gym and is and is pulling or lifting ten times body weight because you're a freak. Um, you know I, I I'd get your foot I'd, I'd get some foot into the powerlifting and before you start doing it. Um, I cut weight for wrestling so. Um, you are, I was uh, I was gonna, I, I was cutting weight for my first meet anyway because that's I knew what I, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I, I tell people all the time unless you you going for a big qualification meet and you're doing an Arnie and or you're going for like some kind of big na- record not a Fed record yeah yeah uh, then it's not worth it like you're not gonna down the road you're not gonna remember what weight you hit those lifts at you're gonna remember you hit those lifts uh, for the most part so. Cutting weight is not an experience you want to go to. You're probably not going to have your best meat, especially the first time you do it. I bombed the first time I did a 27-pound weight cut. I didn't know what the hell my body's going to do. I never did it before. My shirt didn't fit at all. So Yeah, was, I, I don't do gear, lifted, gear lifting, and I've gotten to a shirt once, and we were, we were fucking around. <laughs> and if you cut a lot of weight, and you don't hydrate back, your, you your shit isn't gonna fit, so you're not yeah. even gonna. You're not. That's already like a huge, a huge thing against you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's even more variables. Yeah. So it, it's. Um, I bombed that meat. Um, learned to tighten up my suit. You know, even if it's tight now, <laughs> then we gotta make it tighter. Uh, 
you know, do some Kegel exercises. <laughs> get tight. <laughs> um, um, yeah. so I have a couple questions left for you. Um, just starting to round out. Um, why powerlifting? Like, why not some other sport? Is it just kind of you fell into that progression of lifting heavy shit? Um, and it was like, this is powerlifting? The strongman, the CrossFit. CrossFit's really big now. Uh, strongman, yeah, right. Uh <laughs> I probably couldn't even get the first Atlas stone up on to that box that <laughs> no, they do. Could I? You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> I, well, I need a ladder. So it, was it. it someone that told you about powerlifting, and then you were like, "All right, I'm going to do that." Um, because there's a lot of different strength sports out there. Well, I was, I was. That's kind of what I was doing. I was in the gym, and I was just like looking at, I don't know, random stuff on the internet, and this is what powerlifting is. And I mentioned it to someone, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, why don't you go over here?" You know, blah blah. And then I, I asked somebody else that. I knew on the internet that was doing powerlifting, like, and they suggested uh, places I go check out and whatnot. And um, uh, I think I just had s- stuff in life going on, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go and powerlift. This is what I want to do. I want to do this and now." You just took to it, right? Yeah, and I just took to it, and I feel good. You know what I mean? Like when I lift, um, uh, when I go to a meet, and I get a mental high, like a rush. You know, and and uh, nice feeling. it is a good feeling. You know what I mean? And it's uh, it, it's good. I don't know. I can't really describe it. You have to do it. You have to do it to understand it. Yeah. You know, that's um, a, it's a reward. It's yeah. A reward. All so, your hard work pays off. You gotta. If the more you earn something, the better the payoff. And yeah. You earn it every time you try. Yeah. It's the same thing as if you um, if you're figuring something out either. If you work at a desk and you're figuring out something on a computer, if you work with computers or if you build stuff, or you get a sense of fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and then when your adrenaline is going, it's just uh, everything's heightened. Um, yeah, know, it's, it's, a, it's a rush. It's a different experience uh, unless yeah. you kind of did it. You don't really know what it's like yet. Um, but more reason to jump into your first meet and try it out. Uh, what's your favorite lift? So we're talking squat, bench, deadlift. I know what my if favorite. You had my, my, pay, if you had I don't do listen. One. I don't like doing it. It's not. Is that the squat, bench, deadlift? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hate front squatting. That's for damn sure. Okay. Because uh, it's just terrible. Which, um, what's your favorite? What do you look forward to right now? I know it kind of changes over time depending on which one's progressing and whatnot. Um, what are you looking forward to right now? Uh, I guess it's going to have to say the deadlift because I'm only two pounds off. I'm, I'm best, two pounds right? off my all-time best at a lower weight class. Yeah. Um, I really want to break that 575. You know what I mean? Um, my squat needs a lot of work, so I need to work more on my squat. You know what I mean? And um, whatever you're not good at, you should be working on more. Um, and I feel like you don't want to you don't want to um, not invest in all of it. You know, if if yeah. you're if you're only doing benching. That's all you're doing is benching. Called you out. You know? No, I'm not, <laughs> not really calling him out. But that's what he does. That's yeah, all he does yeah. is bench. Um, do the other lifts incorporate into that? Yeah. But not so much but as you have you to... You have to have your goal and then... You have to have your goal your and training then surrounds your... So my goal is to have the highest total possible. So I have to do all three lifts. If you want the biggest bench, you have to bench a lot. Like yeah, doing, You're benching more... If you're just a bencher, you're benching more than... Anything, anyone, else. anything else you know what I mean like that's that's but what yeah, you're doing squat that's and deadlift could potentially take away from your ability to recover it's all kind of eat having yeah, your training bucket. specific to your goal yeah yeah exactly so I want to I want the biggest total I could possibly get so you have to so I have to finagle do that puzzle piece everything yep. yeah so uh, so you look forward right to now everything is, deadlift right now is on your, your it changes your by list. day because if I have a shitty day at work I go there and go <laughs> this sucks but I force myself to do it anyway you know kind of yeah. got to you got to push through, push through the, your own mental barrier. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. sounds like front squats suck, but they're going to make your lifts better, and that's like how you're kind of. Well, when you're well, you're only front squatting one thirty five, <laughs> and then you're like, I, how much do I bench more than this? And you're like, I'm bent. Yeah. So I was just over at a garage gym. I love garage gyms. I love seeing all my uh, my lifters online who have cool little setups. I love what goes into building your own little garage gym. Um, what? When did you start that? What pieces of equipment did you invest in first? Kind of take us through that progression of building. Uh, um, 
the progression of building it came because uh, uh, I had my, my working with the new coach, my program was simplified to what I could do at a commercial gym. Um, not all commercial gyms have um, quality bars and the plates are always hex and that's always that's, that's a problem problem with uh, deadlifting. Um, the bench heights are never comp bench heights. See so where like after so, building my own. The gym I was going to had it had two two heights for the for the bench. You know, and nothing you can do. It's either <laughs> like it's either I'm starting here or I'm starting up here. Yeah. You know? Um and then just commuting from And who chooses those two heights? They're like the worst two heights ever. I don't know. They're the worst two heights ever for everyone. I've never seen them a perfect height for anybody. No. Just switch the heights. There's something with the height. <laughs> um, or just make more hooks. Don't suffer. It got to the point where um, I remember what it was like when I first started lifting in gym, and I was going there to get my own head, my own my own mental therapy, my own my own um, physical mental high from lifting, mm-hmm. and it just seemed um, uh, what's the word strategic. I don't know, um, for me to train in my parents' garage because it's never closed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can I go, can I can lift at the gym wherever I wanted. And um, working all weird sorts of hours, how am I going to go to a commercial gym when it's closed and then try to get enough sleep? It just made more sense. So I invested the, the um, I ran up a credit card. So yeah. what's your first <laughs> What's your first purchase? Let's break it down. Uh, I started purchasing... Uh, a lot of you stuff. Did, so you do a little bulk purchase. You gotta um, like I'll get the mats. floor mats. Yeah, the mats. mats you, you need really? mats because you destroy uh, you destroy the concrete, you destroy the equipment that you're using. Um, so what'd you get? What'd you end up getting for floor mats? I got four four by six horse stall mats. You got if you buy. Cool. You got like a little iron looking outline on them too. Um, like that grid, that iron. That grid. was an option. That looked. No, that was. Cool. <laughs> they just, they just, came, just came like that. Oh. So horses don't um, do that. They don't walk on. I got them. (laughs) I got them. uh, I think on Amazon, and because and if you look up a a four by six gym flooring mat, and then you look up a four by six horse stall mat from like a horse supply dealership or whatever, the the, just because it says gym, the price is so much more. You know, double. Um, So I got the mats, and then I ordered a uh, uh, Texas Strength Systems. uh, power bar, and when so you I, got mats, you got a bar. Yeah, and then I started researching on where I could get plates from. And there was some guy on Craigslist in Queens that has a whole garage of all sorts of shit. And I actually went out there with Jose, and then we actually got barbecue after, which is a really good spot. Can't remember. You're going out there, good. might as well, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, screw it. Let's go buy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got some bumper plates and um, like uh, you know some quarters and tens and stuff. And then um, somebody's like, "Well, why don't you go look on Amazon?" And then I ordered 10, 10.45s on Amazon. Yeah. And, um, oh. So now you have yeah. gym flooring. Yeah. And then I had to plates. figure out. You need something to bench on. I had to figure out how to um, to squat and bench. And I got a somebody I know was throwing out um, a, like a Gold's Gym squat uprights for you know mm-hmm. rack and whatever. And uh, that height was not the height that I need to adjust it to. And uh, I... You know, it just it wasn't working out. So I, I said, "Fuck it." I have a credit card, and I went on to the. I went. Uh, I <laughs> went on. Lesson, I went on to the elite. <laughs> I went on to the elite, elite FTS uh, website, and they had uh, you know a combo squat bench rack. You know, and uh, I also looked at TSS, and I also asked um, another company that's in California, and. Um, the wait time they had they had back orders and they had, they're building them, and elite had a rack, you know, ready they, to go, you know, right? ready ready to go. So it took uh, whatever amount of t- a couple weeks to get there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then um, that's a good investment because that's going to cover your squats, your your bench, yeah, and then deadlifts off the floor. Yeah, so exactly. Then, there you go, everything um, you need. And then I want to uh, that bar that I bought. Um, you, it was a snowstorm and UPS uh, UPS couldn't find it. Or couldn't find the bar. They couldn't, couldn't find they the house. They didn't know where the bar was. Well, that's not that's good. That's a big package they, loose. Uh, yeah, yeah. They took it off a truck and they put it somewhere and they, uh, I just, they didn't, they said, you know, they're going to get it to me or whatever. And I was like, okay, so now what the fuck do I do? 
Um, so I ordered a uh, Titex Power Bar, um, which is my favorite bar. I love that bar. Yeah. Um, and That's it was. They use I think in, it was at my uh, house ICF? in like. I think it was at my house in like four days. The bar, yeah. Yeah. So I started, you know, and anyway, so and then um, uh, I bought these little wedge things to go under the. the I don't know. You need a lot of little... There's a lot of little things that make your life easier. And then I went buying a deadlift jack, you know, from, mm-hmm. uh, I think, from Rogue. And, uh, so you started with your core stuff, and now you're slowly adding to yeah, it. Yeah, you really... If, even if you just have a little space just to deadlift in your in your house, it's going to save you a lot of time from commuting to and from the yeah, gym. Yeah, let you take care of one lift right there. Yeah, exactly. So, and I always feel you're, it's nicer to lift in your own surroundings, because if you need to go... Mm-hmm take a dump you go take a dump in your own bathroom <laughs> that's a very important you know, thing it is it is it is you're, and you're, eating the burritos that you eat you yeah know? your bowel your bowel movements are very important There's especially no... especially when you're lifting because when i'm squatting and all of a sudden i'm like should i even squat this one or am i gonna shit my pants i think bathroom's 10 feet away let's just go now if i was at a commercial gym and it's 50 feet away 50 feet's a long way yeah when you're, you're walking you're, more is that cardio gonna affect your training well that's, you gotta that's how you stay tight <laughs> you know that's how you stay tight you uh you push the envelope or you don't push the envelope and uh you know so you risk it sometimes you wander oh uh, yeah, yeah sometimes you risk the it. locker Just, room with old guys with their balls hanging out yeah, yeah. yeah. oh every like, time they're doing tell. the captain morgan pose <laughs> yeah. right you walk in and you're like Looking around at you, yeah, you know, I'm staring straight up. Man, this guy's balls on the floor. You know, and you actually walk into the wrong locker room. I've done that once because uh, the the gym I was at, if you go to another one, the bathroom was switched, and I just walked in and I was like, <laughs> turn right around, I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. Mine uh, kind of started the same way. To, uh, you get the flooring, you get your basic stuff. My dad had a lot of stuff from back in the day. This is all old here. Um, with the power rack and do a lot of that. And then this is actually Texas Strength Systems too. This bench we're sitting on doing this podcast. Um, really nice little comp bench setup. Cause you know, if you're going to focus on bench, you have a comp bench. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. And, uh, just kind of started gathering stuff as we went. So that's how that came about. Um, so, you know, I want to start rounding it out with you here. I know you got stuff to do and, um, I want to ask you what's next. What's next on your agenda? What's the next meet? You were saying you got a uh, IPL Worlds? Yeah, IPL Worlds in uh, in Vegas at the Golden Nugget. Um, that should be a good one. Yeah. Out in Vegas. Um, you know, I'd like to do my very best. I'd like to even just show up because yeah. uh, it depends on how I'm feeling. And uh, if I'm not feeling good in a few weeks, I'm probably just going to not do it. Uh, just What numbers are you shooting for? Um... I really just want to beat anything from my my the previous not the bomb out meet, but obviously, the but the, one, the nine yeah the nine for nine meet. Um, even if it's just by five pounds, yeah, you know, um, you know, uh, just moving forward little by little is 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 always positive, you know. And you have setbacks. It is what it is. Um, I'd like to pull. I'd like to pull over five eighty for my next comp. Yeah, um, that'd be great. I'd like to squat. Um, over 485 uh, in wraps, and um, I'd like to hit like a 330 bench. You know, um, I knit from going from 165 down, uh, and then losing losing a lot of weight. Um, my lifts my lifts change. You know, uh, definitely in squat and bench, but my deadlift has shot up back up to where it was. You yeah, know? and. Uh, yeah, I'm also trying to lower my body weight down, so I don't have to do such big. So, cut what what total would you be hoping to get at what body weight at this meet? Uh, since I can't add, I need a calculator for everything. <laughs> uh, what would that come out to? Say it's four eighty five plus uh, three thirty plus say five eighty. Thirteen ninety five. So you push fourteen hundred. Yeah, so fourteen hundred. So. Yeah, that's closer and closer to ten times body weight. I'd like that, you know, you know, it's a great fourteen eighty at some body. point. But that's going to take, you know, years. Yeah. You well, at I mean? least you got the mindset. You know, that's going to be a while, and you're ready to put in that work. Yeah, I don't plan on not powerlifting ever. But yeah, you know, we well, could leave here and get hit by a bus, and then unfortunate. Then then I guess then I figure out figure out what sport I could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I just bench then over. Then you come over. Figure out something else to do. Yeah. So, so where can uh, where can everyone find you on uh, Instagram and whatnot? Uh, 
Uh, Shawnee Fagan. S-E-A-N-Y-F-A-G-A-N. Um, if I'm not posting videos of lifting, I'm posting videos of my cats. Or the mankini. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the mankini. You never know when his balls are swinging. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, guys, you can uh, catch this also on YouTube if you're listening. If you listen on iTunes, please leave your five-star review. Just give us a little feedback on the podcast. And uh, you know where to find Elvis at Small Arm Leg Strong. He's actually going to start the post. He doesn't post anything. It's happening. And then, you know, you can find us Instagram at Big Benches and um, you know, Twitter and all that. So thanks for listening, guys. This has been the 21st or second episode of... The Bench Case. <laughs> Keep it tight. <laughs>